0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. At the same time, the disciples came unto Jesus, saying, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? What sort of a question is that for any follower of Jesus to ask? Of course, I am sure the disciples understood that our Lord Jesus Christ is the Lord of the kingdom of heaven. But they meant to ask, which of us is most important? They had their eyes on each other. Who seemed closest to Jesus? Who did he talk to most? Was there any way of working out in which order of importance Jesus thought of them? It would be easy to criticise the apostles and assume assume that such attitudes were only found among them, and that we were free from the need to compare ourselves with others. But unfortunately, that is not the case. It seems that our modern world demands that we compare ourselves with others at every turn. We are taught by the television and magazines and the constant advertising that surrounds us that to be successful, to be great, we must wear the right clothes, we must have the right phone, we must drive a new car, we must have all manner of household appliances, we must have a large flat screen TV, we must look like this, we must avoid looking like that. And we see it in young people who can become obsessed with finding their place in the league table of greatness at school or college but it is an obsession, a delusion which can and does affect us all. Even otherwise intelligent adults can fall prey to the need to compare themselves with others, to envy the achievements of others, to wish that we had better qualifications, More chance of promotion were noticed by the senior management. For the Christian, this way of thinking is dangerous and damaging because it leads us to imagine that our value is found in how others think of us rather than in the person we actually are and how God himself thinks of us. We could easily spend our whole lives seeking to be noticed by others and to impress others, but to be valued in such a way is a most fragile kind of worth. We can see politicians who have spent their whole lives trying to achieve such importance, and yet very quickly their term of office is over and they are all too soon forgotten. Who was the Minister of Transport in 2007? I have no idea. And I wonder if very many people outside of his family have any idea. Yet perhaps that was the ultimate position in terms of worldly greatness that he spent his whole life seeking after. And yet it has no value at all in relation to life with God. Once we start seeking to be validated by the impression we make on other people, then we find ourselves constantly chasing a shadow. One minute people are impressed by this, and the next minute they are impressed by something completely different. We place ourselves in danger of becoming X Factor contestants, constantly trying to please the crowd nor does the church escape this danger. It is possible for a priest to seek to become popular and use all manner of worldly marketing gimmicks to do so. It is possible for those who work with young Christians to avoid saying or doing anything that might make them seem less cool in front of those they should be shepherding. It is possible for ordinary church members to put on a show in church so that everyone thinks they are wonderful, while inside their hearts they are struggling with many problems or even have no real faith at all. We all desire to be great and to be important and to be noticed, and the disciples did not escape this temptation. But our Lord Jesus teaches them that it is by humility that we enter the kingdom of heaven and become of any consequence before God. Humility is the antidote to pride, and many of the fathers of the church have insisted that before all else we should seek to be humble. The word humble in the English language originally comes from the Latin word for earth, and it has a sense of being lowly, of not being exalted at all. Our Lord Jesus Christ humbled himself and became man while remaining God. Indeed, the Scriptures says, Being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross wherefore god hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every other name he humbled himself and became obedient obedient even to the cross this is our model of humility and of life lived in the kingdom of heaven it is not a matter of seeking our own importance but of seeking to be obedient, obedient to the will of God in all things. It is through obedience to the will of God as man that the name of Jesus has been highly exalted. And it is so for each one of us. The value of our life is not found in the external things which will soon pass away but only in obedience to the will of God, which allows the kingdom of God to fill our hearts. Nothing we do or have has any lasting value at all if it is not done in humility and in obedience to the will of God in the grace of the indwelling Holy Spirit. If we seek to serve ourselves and are proud of ourselves and our achievements, and our possessions and position, then we have already received our reward, as the Lord Jesus himself instructs us, and we cannot experience union with God in this life or the next. Let us consider the first deacons in the church, who are described for us in the book of Acts. These were among the chief men of the church, They were dependable and reliable, yet they took as their ministry, (coughs) waiting at the tables during the fellowship meal which was shared after the liturgy. These most important men in the early Christian community brought food and drink to people. They put an apron on and cleared the tables, and yet they were among the most important members of the church. They humbled themselves and became the servants of all. And in this humility, they were honored and exalted by God and men. And among those Christians I know around the world, it is those who quietly get on with humble, obedient service who are the most inspiring, because they are living the Christian life most fully. Our value is not found in what others think of us, but in what God thinks of us. As it says elsewhere in the Scriptures, Are not five sparrows sold for two farthings? And not one of them is forgotten before God, but even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. Why then do we worry what others think of us? Why do we worry about a place in the world when a place in the kingdom in this life is waiting for us? If we enter the kingdom with humility, we can experience this for ourselves now. What does God think of us? That is what matters. He loves us so dearly. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten Son into the world. He loves us more than we can imagine as it is written. I hope that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith and that you may know yourselves the love of Christ which passes all of our understanding so that you might be filled with the fullness of God's life. Nor is the kingdom of God far from us or difficult to find. Our Lord Jesus Christ himself says to us, The kingdom of God is within you. This is a lasting kingdom that will not fail. If we rely on our possessions to make us feel valued, these will wear away. If we rely on our beauty, this will fail and we will grow old. If we rely on our intelligence, this also will not last forever. If we rely on the approval of others, that is also fickle and unreliable. But the kingdom of God is eternal. To find a place in that kingdom, surrounded and sustained by the love of God, provides us with the worth and value that we need in this life and into eternity. We need nothing more and nothing else will ever satisfy us. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things that you need will be given to you. It is through humble obedience and service to the will of God that we enter this kingdom. May we each of us enter more fully, bowing the knee before our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, giving him all of our life, all that we have all that we possess all that we hope for that in service to god and to one another and to the world in humility and obedience we might receive from god salvation in this life and glory in the life to come may this be to the glory of god the father the son and holy spirit now and ever and unto the ages of ages